You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. So delighted to have you with us and really, really delighted to share today's guest with you. We have Paul Selig on the show again. Paul, welcome again to The Science of Superpowers. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Oh, well, we're so glad to have you joining us, particularly for this particular feature as the Superpower Network celebrates the men of co-creation, men who have dedicated their existence to the pursuit of something beyond themselves in areas like science, business, medicine, personal development, religion, family, relationship, and many others. These men have stepped up and said yes to co-creating a world that aims to inspire all of us. Thank you for modeling admirable character and honorable pursuits. We love you. Love each other, folks. This, the, the, these are the people who are saying yes to, to, to our future, to, to the bigness of who we are, to believing in ourselves to be bigger than what we're portraying and remembering that we don't have to be afraid, right? We, we don't have to be afraid of our own power. We don't have to be afraid of anything that we're facing because when we remember that we're capable of co-creation, the miraculous can occur in every moment. That's what we're talking about today. Today's conversation is all around Paul Selig and Tony Don Reckla. That's us guiding humanity into co-creation and in what we mean by that. And so, Paul, the reason why you're at the top of our list of a man to celebrate in terms of co-creation is because you have selflessly dedicated yourself to allowing these messages to come through you in your works, in your books, in your talks. And from the first moment that somebody introduced your work to me, I felt the the humbleness with which you were approaching this, right? The humility, the willingness to be transparent. And it was inspiring. Um, it was inspiring to know that you were allowing your own questions and your own doubts and your own like, whoa, hold on, as your reality is getting shaped and shifted for all of us to watch. And 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 I, I so appreciated that. Um as a contrast to some of the other examples that I was seeing, how did you step into that place first and foremost to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to willingly put my, my life, my beingness, my growth, my development on display through these voices that are some kind of sometimes kind of harsh, like, like, okay, Paul has a question, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not mincing words. Right. But the truth and the power and the essence of what comes through is so beautiful what was that like for you? Well, I mean, it's been a process from the beginning. This isn't something that I thought I would be doing. I wasn't somebody who necessarily even believed in channeling. My clear audience or ability to channel was developed by accident. I was doing energy healing. I was a college teacher, so I was I had a real life. But during the AIDS epidemic, I studied a form of energy healing, and I was volunteering at a center for people and I started to hear things for them. So my hearing has always been in service to other people. Um, and it still is really, it's not about me. And I think of myself in this work as a radio more than anything else, you know, and sometimes I used to say the radio doesn't always get to dance to the music, but you know, that's changed as I've allowed myself to be in this process more and more and more. 
But I was doing this for a very long time and very, very quietly. I had a group that met in my apartment for 18 years. People would put 10 bucks in a basket and that was great. And I could get a pizza at the end of the night, you know, and that was, that made me happy. But I did this work because I was so fascinated by it. I wasn't trying to be in service to anybody really. When I started that group, I wanted to share the experience of being in the energy because that validated the information that I was getting. And the information that I was getting was really secondary to me, to the experience of the, uh, the vibrational shifts that would happen in the room. I mean, it was nuts. All this energy would come and we'd all be feeling it. You know, the guy would say, we're putting a hand on everybody's forehead. And we'd all go back. It was like Beetlejuice. It was nutty. <laughs> and I just loved that because I think I needed the confirmation. And perhaps I still do. I have to have an active listener present for my work. Initially, for the first three books or so, there was somebody on the phone and I was recording, you know, but I had to have an active listener. Now, I think the last seven books or so were all done in front of live audiences, you know, and I don't transcribe anymore. We just send the video off and, and it's done. But I often say that it's done this way because... If I'm doing the dishes and I start hearing something I don't want to hear, I'm going to say thank you very much and shut it off or just shift my attention. So if there's an active listener, then I am kind of honor-bound to continue the sentence. And the transparency you speak of, you know, I'm an old-time 12-stepper. I came into a spiritual life when I fell basically through the floor into a spiritual life, it wasn't something that I was seeking, but I hit a wall. Mm -hmm. And I learned a little bit at that time that, you know, I had, a, I had a great therapist, Hurricane Harriet, Harriet Warfield. She was a knockout when I was like in my late twenties, somebody dropped me on her doorstep and she was a tough old broad. She smoked one twenty cigarettes and, had a platinum blonde dye job, and she was like an ex-rock cat. And she used to say, she said to me, get spiritual, get spiritual. And then she said, people who got the higher power aren't running around talking about it. They don't have to. And I found that to be true. You know, when everybody announces themselves as enlightened, I get a little cautious around that. And I often say that, you know, my experience of seeing people who were evolved, or in my opinion, weren't the people with the thousand dollar crystals. They were the people teaching in the South Bronx for very little money, and they were loving their students and what they did. And that, to me, you know, that's the real stuff. And the, so, so, so my transparency really is just a product of this. I'm not a spiritual teacher. I'm not ascended. I do my best. I show up as best I can. And my life has transformed in wonderful ways as a result of this. And that I have to be grateful for. And I do think that that's the product of showing up again and again and again. And this is where I do agree with you again and again and again, even when I don't want to. I mean, I remember just, yeah, I remember having to put my dog to sleep who is my great companion. This is an old dog, not the dog that may wander in the background of this. And then having to do a live stream, you know, right after. Yeah. And, or right after I lost a friend. And the guides come through regardless. And what I like about this is that those experiences remind me that it's not me. You know, because it's the last thing I want to talk about is trust or faith. 
and then they come through. But, you know, so that's the story. It's not... I, I did a podcast once with somebody who said, oh, wow, humility, that's really interesting. I should try that one on, as if it's something that <laughs> tries on. And I was, I blew my mind. But <laughs> like a pal. Well, it's just, well, or, or another mask that one can mm-hmm. wear. And I think anybody that's really doing this work probably understands that specialness can be a trap. And we all do have these abilities and they are available to us. They really are. And we, and, and, and some of it is claiming them as our inherent birthright. And then some of them is remembering the source of them, which is not my personality and my ego. My personality and my ego can't channel. Somebody once said to me, try to channel right now. Cause I said, how do I know this isn't, you know, this is just me. Try to, I couldn't do it. Nothing came out. It's like, you're, like the radio's playing or it's not playing or it's playing my station or the guide station, like being under a shower head. You feel it or it's not there. You can't try to get wet in the shower. You're either getting wet or you're not. <laughs> Beautiful. I remember asking a similar question and somebody said to me, they're like, here's the deal. Like the crazy person never asks themselves if they're crazy. So as long as you're questioning it, you're probably still okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, like all right, cool. I can work with that. I can work with it. Because we need our little anchors, right? Our reality checks are, you know, if you see, saw Inception, like our little tops to spin because we're playing with things that are, you know, not molecular in structure. They're not physically mm-hmm. supersede the reality that most of our programs would, would have us believing in. And so, so you do kind of need from time to time the accountability. Like I love you that you speak about the active listener. Um, it does allow for this sort of where two or more of you gather, there also will I be. And it's kind of like, and if two or more of you aren't gathered, you might want to check in with who, you know, what voices are coming through because there's this beautiful reflection that when you learn to work with it, we start to see how this concept of you are me and I am you and, and how, how, how we can work in the abstract and the symbolic with each other um, really is a beautiful gift. And, and to be able to have that experience through that connection with the guides models for all of us sort of this co-creative element when we choose to align with that source. Real quickly, before we get any further into it, let's make sure that we're letting people know where they can go to find out more about you. Um, PaulSelig.com, is that the best place? The best place, yes. Brilliant. Perfect. I wanted to make sure that we got that in there. Um, and then and then you you were gonna you were gonna um, kind of add on to what I was saying there. Go ahead. I don't recall what I I don't recall. Beautiful. No, no worries. I, I just I realized that we kind of ran through that thread. And so so one of the questions that came up for me as you were speaking was was do you have a relationship with the guides when you're not channeling in your kind of experience? Yeah, I do. But it's it's a different it's different. They're teachers. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, the agreement is I show up, I step out of the way, they come through and they're very consistent. When I'm doing what the first voice I heard just in terms of other than the voice that told me to get my act together and stop, you know, taking substances was like when I was getting ready to go to work one day at NYU, I was teaching and I'm a slob, you know, and I had, you know, and I heard of, I said, what should I, to myself, what do I wear today? And I heard, wear the blue shirt. 
And that surprised me. And it was the only thing that was pressed and probably didn't have a mustard stain down the front. But I wore it and I actually was asked to go in and meet with my boss that day. So it was like, oops, I'm glad I wore the blue shirt. And I found that I don't get instruction personally unless I ask. But I tend to be cautious around listening to Well, they don't override free will. That's really what it's about. You know, they're not saying go to Denver and speak to the people. I don't get that. I go, should I go to Denver? Good idea. You know, mm-hmm. that I so might. Ness- yeah. So in essence, it's like in those moments, you become the active listener. Very much um, so. Yeah. Very much. What I find, the, the kind of how it got explained to me in, in my space when I was asking those questions, it was like, okay, so, so the teachings that I receive inside of myself are very custom, right? They're very specific, very unique, like symbolic threads. It would make no sense to anybody else, but I'm like, oh yeah, of course, this is just like da, 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 da. And you know, my husband looks at me like I'm nuts. I'm like, you don't see the connection. And it's like, no, cause it's in my worldscape, right? It's in my mapping. It's my voice, my narrative. And those are incredibly helpful. What I find is that they're not so helpful necessarily in no. the translation, which is you know, we see spiritual greats really careful about what they're using as universal teachings because we have all kinds of conceptualization that occurs in terms of how we understand words. And so then there's a differentiation between how messages are delivered um, on math versus internally. And, and that tells us two things. It tells us, one, there's this check and balance system, which is really beautiful, that if we adhere to it, it's a really beautiful accountability for those of us who choose to walk this path. And, and, and I recommend walking that, right? Learning that delicate balance for those of you who are interested. It also tells us that we have the potential to learn really rapidly inside of ourselves if we willingly cultivate the ability to become active listeners. No. Um, and, and that's a huge hint. Right. That's a very cute, cool clue um, for how we can program ourselves to consider ourselves in really different ways than perhaps we have before. Um, Right. Which is where the superpower body of work comes in, you know, solving for human conditioning, the human condition in co-creative environments. What's keeping us from our natural state of existence. Right. What is the what are the programs that are telling us otherwise? And so when we can break that and say, hey, hold on. I actually do think I I can figure this out or I can find the information without asking Siri, right? I believe kind of this concept is training us for how to ask questions to the field. Um, And and the field relationship is one of responsiveness. It's one of agreements. It's one of, you know, to your point, when you agree to show up consistently, the field is, it's it's almost like the field knows how to move everything because you said you'll be there. So it's like, okay, cool then I can align this person who needs this, this person. And, it, and, and the further out we're willing to hold agreements and containers with each other and with, with, the, with, the, uh, with the field, the more miraculous the, under ha- the happenings are because the more precise the threadings can be under the surface. And so our commitment to self, learning that self-discipline and, and our commitment to each other in co-creative spaces is what allows us to harness co-creative principles. Right. And so once we can kind of break that down, it's like, oh, well, we can use this. Right. But what I love how you're speaking to this is the, the question early on that I got asked the most is, is like what you're saying. How do I know if it's my ego or if it's my intuition or if it's God or if it's whatever, whatever we want to call that. And, and the way you journeyed and how you described it was so beautiful. First, you be real cautious <laughs> about who's listening and who's talking and you start stepping out of yourself and going, OK, 
who's listening, who's talking, who am I in this, right? And you got to be willing to sort of be shaped and molded in different ways on this journey, right? And I'd imagine you look in the mirror sometimes and go like, who, what, how, where did I start this whole thing, right? Because you've changed and morphed so many times between here and there. Yeah. I was fortunate to have people in my life, and I still do, that do this kind of work. And so early on, I had some mentors and I had, you know, I learned pretty early on that discernment was important here. And I learned that just because somebody's not walking around in a body doesn't necessarily mean they have something, you know, helpful to say. And so, you know, it's all about, when I use the radio model, it's about the station I'm turning into. And I find that for people that are just opening up, you know, that the traps can be specialness. I'm being told that I'm here to save the world and I'm the only one here to save the world. Thank you very much, which is the ego, you know, being appropriated. So flattery, I tend to be cautious about. And also people that are getting fear-based messages that are all about separation and condemnation, you know, I... You know, I don't think the, the guys that I work with are teachers. I don't think they care who or what if Princess Di was murdered. I don't think that I, th- I don't think that that's their agenda, you know, with us. I think it's much higher. And it's not that people can't be operating at that level of, of psychic ability and, and getting very valid and supportive information. But I think that when one is being developed, one is being developed through the experience. And the biggest caution I always have for myself is I have to be careful that I'm not hearing what I want to hear. That's right. You know what I mean? I'm, and I've spoken to people, well, I have a soulmate, and he or she doesn't know it yet, but we're going to be together. And I go, oh, brother, what a trap that is. Right after they drink this potion. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, you know. And so it hasn't worked that way for me. And I don't know about other people. And it's really not my place to decide what's right for other people and how other people develop. It took me a long time, and I and that was just consistency, I think. Yeah. And I well, still you're, have- you're you're much kinder than we are in that space, much more gentle. We've uh, we've been swimming around in those spaces, and and I come from the critical race theory world and the due diligence counter intel world, so yeah. so I tend to take a little bit of a harder line with being responsible with what we're sharing with people. We're talking about lives. We have. We know people who've taken their lives because of, of, of really poorly utilized abilities that people just don't understand. Yeah. And that's a big part of the reason why we decided to, to, to be very, very transparent and open in this work was that people are messing around with it anyway. Absolutely. And so it's like, we might as well be studying it. We might as well be talking about it in some sort of adult responsible fashion. And our take on it was, if we don't, then we're going to start to see regulations in these arenas. We would rather be positioned to inform those regulations or, um, or, or preferably to avoid them. We'd rather see market responsibility, to be honest with you, yeah. because it just makes sense as a humanity that we would say, hold on, like just because we can doesn't mean we should. And if somebody hasn't processed through their subconscious programs and they don't understand themselves all the way down to those roots and know how to clear that in a second, they're susceptible to their own interpretations, and that's very dangerous to offer up to somebody else as their own truth. But here's the deal, folks. Here's what's so brilliant. You don't have to be afraid of that. Like you can go on your journeys and stuff because we each of each one of us is equipped to be able to know truth for ourselves. 
we have the ability to gauge our own resonance. The guides have been incredibly clear on this from book one. This is an innate power we all have. If you don't want to be influenced by others, if you don't want to be manipulated by others, you can keep asking them to stop or demanding that they stop, but you can't control them. All you can do is learn how to strengthen yourself so you're not susceptible. And when you do, you're untouchable. Now you're free to move through the world, influencing the world rather than feeling constantly influenced by it. Exercise those abilities. If you don't know how, go to superpower experts to find out. You have the ability, but we're happy to help you train it, right? Like that's fine. Read Paul's books. They're happy to help you awaken it, right? The guides are the essence of love. It's not sweet talk. It's not the the super sexy stuff. It's not pop a pill and you're going to be a millionaire. This is how you walk the path to get what you really want. And it's really worth it. And I believe that that's, you know, Paul gets to, to sit here now, however many years later and say, you know, yeah, like magical things happen. Like I, not to put words in your mouth, you know, but, but also that, that's what happened in our space, right? Literally, the miraculous occurs in every moment we choose to shine. And it doesn't mean that we paste a fake smile on our faces. It means we remember who we are. And when we do that, we remember we're creators. And ultimately, we're in the expression and the experience of ourselves. <laughs> done and done. So, so, so we get to just be in that and play together and accept that it's going to be messy from time to time. And we're going to do science and it's going to explode in our faces. And we're going to clean it up and we're going to try again. That's my shtick. Paul, I adore you. I so appreciate your work. We, we, we love that you're willing to continuously show up to be the active listener in your own life so that you can show up on behalf of all of us and to allow the rest of us to be active listeners. What, what, are, what are some final thoughts? What would you like to leave people with about, about this walk, about the guidance, about, about looking forward? I mean, had I decided what everything should be and have it cohere with my idea of who I was, I would be very, very, very unhappy. <laughs> and, um, and I learned it the hard way. You know, I learned about allowing through realizing that my demands often were based in an old structure of who I thought Paul was supposed to be based on a world that, you know, decides who people should be and how they should look and all those things. So I, I have to say, trust your own path and let it unfold, let it unfold, let it unfold like flagstones. You know, you can walk as they just appear before you. It's so much better than sort of mandating how everything should be because that's the old self wanting to perpetuate history and I hear that the divine self or the true self or the truth of who we all are knows itself beyond that, which is much more exciting. Beautiful, beautiful. Absolutely. And, and the unfoldment is so delicious. It, it is worth it, folks. You get to have the experience of, of what we call a sensational life, which is satiation at all of our sensory levels, right? The ability to experience creation in its fullest at every every layer that we're capable of staying awake for right um it's truly a, a delightful journey um and well worth taking your time and getting to know yourself um and it's much easier when when you're walking with others and opening your heart and loving others so check out paul's work at paulselig.com it really does it's like a warm hug you sit in there and go 
when nothing else in the world makes sense, just go listen to Paul, right? Right. Listen to his books. It really is a blessing to all of us to have that to fall back on. Get over to Superpower Network. You can check us out on YouTube. If you're needing to consume something that's not programming you in, 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 in something um, diminishing and you just can't get there on your own, nature's not doing it, meditation's not doing it, then lean into those who are holding these containers open to remind you just how brilliant you are and then get back on your track, right? right? We're here with a Band-Aid and a hug and a smack on the butt on the way back out the door. Um, this is your journey. Live it. Turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, folks. Go to superpowerexperts.com to find out more about how we do that um, and make sure that you are expressing your creative self in every moment. Paul, thank you so much for joining us and for being a celebrated man of co-creation. We love you. We love the work you're doing in the world. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Beautiful. And to all of you out there, thank you for your continued support of the network and continue to shine on. Remember who you are. Um, until next time, love yourselves, love each other. We love you. Goodbye for now. Hello, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, go to superpowerexperts.com and get started today. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.